Do you know a woman who is driving positive change, growth, or innovation in her organization or community? The second annual Success Women of Influence Awards are underway. So whether a friend, a family member, or peer, give the recognition she deserves. The Success Women of Influence Awards honor, celebrate, and empower the extraordinary women whose contributions have impacted their industries and their communities, and the personal and professional lives of those in their world. Visit success.com slash W-O-I to nominate the women of influence in your life today. If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hello, friend, and welcome to In the Details. I'm your host, Karen Allen. Today, I'm joined with Shamil Gary. He's a former NFL athlete, author, and entrepreneur on a mission to help individuals become the best version of themselves. He believes wholeheartedly that you do not decide your future. You decide your habits, and your habits determine your success or failure. Let's hop into the details with Shamil. Hey, friend, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because, you know, a lot of athletes, they kind of struggle finding their way after they wrap up their professional career. And it seems like you have just like clarity beyond measure. So we're we're going to dive into all of that. But I just thank you so much for being here today. But I will say, I, I don't want to go that far now. You know, my mom always said, fake it till you make it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there's a little something. I know a little something, but you're faking it well. You're faking <laughs> <Yeah>. it well. <laughs> well, listen, being a professional athlete, it's a lot of kids' dreams. I mean, I have a son myself who's 12. He's always talking about, mm-hmm. you know, going to the NBA. You hear kids all the time thinking that if they play sports now, mm-hmm. they think they're going to play at that highest level. And that's good. Right. You should dream big. But mm-hmm. I think they see a lot of the fame and the glamour. You know, they're not always seeing the the grind and the sacrifices. That's also a part of the journey. So right. I wonder what was it like to achieve that dream and feel free to share the good, the not so good, just you know, right. keep it real. <laughs> no, for sure. You know, I, I'm a big believer in, in uh, keeping it real, but also keeping it hot, you know, honest, open and transparent. And so uh, I would love to, you know, share the details of that. You know, I was lucky, lucky to have a dad who was honest with me. You know, I told my dad, Hey, I wanted to make it to the NFL. My dad said, Shamil, you can do anything you put your mind to. As long as you believe in yourself, you work hard and you never give up. But when I was in the fifth grade, my dad came to me one day after practice. And he was like, Shamil, you know, do you want to make it to the NFL? I'm like, dad, I told you this in the third grade. Yes. I want to make it to the NFL. And he was like, Shamil, are you sure you want to make it to the NFL? I was like, dad, I told you, stop asking me. I want to make it to the NFL. He was like, well, I'm not really seeing it. You know, you're you're talking a good game, but your actions aren't lining up with what you're telling me. You know, and I always tell like young athletes, you know, people don't hear what you say. They see what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. People don't hear what you say. They see what you do. Like, watch this real fast. Watch this. Can you put your hand in there? Yep. OK, twirl. OK, twirl. Up. Down. Up. Down. Now put it on your chin. I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on TikTok, Shamil. You ain't going to get me today. She's good. She's good. (laughs) Well, when I do that most of the time, everyone isn't as good as you, but most of the time people put it on their cheek because they're following this right here. And people don't hear what you say. They see what you do. And so I had a dad tell me, he said, Shamil, we have enough talkers in the world. We need more doers. 
Mm-hmm. And so my from that point forward, I would put books in my backpack. I would run hills. I would do all the things necessary to be in a spot where I could achieve success. But it didn't come fast. Like middle school, underdog, uh, didn't play a lot. High school, underdog, lost my position after one game, my junior year at quarterback. And after that, I was on JV. And you know, the only people that come to JV games are is your mom, your dad, and maybe a cousin or like one aunt or uncle, right? <laughs> And uh, after that, I was able to that next year start. I got a scholarship uh, to the University of Wyoming, had a coach tell me I wasn't good enough to play in college. And sometimes the people closest to you put a glass ceiling on your potential. And I was I had a, enough confidence at that point in time to be like, OK, I'm going to show you. So I ran more hills, more stadiums, uh, went to college, freshman All-American, started two years, sat out. I'm going to give you the cliff note version, started another two years at Oklahoma State. And then I was able to sit down on the couch and watch the draft. Uh, First round went by, second round went by, third round went by, sixth round went by, and the Dallas Cowboys called me. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm about to go to the Cowboys. And they were like, okay, we're going to pick you or another safety. And I I saw it go across the ticker, and it was Mm -hmm. Ahmad Dixon, which is my guy. (laughs) So they picked him, but they didn't pick me, so I went undrafted. But I was still excited to accomplish my third grade dream. Right. And I had a teacher, Miss Allen, who reached out to me again. And she she was one of the, my first teachers who believed in me. Mm-hmm. And so she reached out to me and said she was so proud of me. And so you want to talk about that feeling that I had when I accomplished my dream. All I thought about was the late nights, the hills, the the times where I had to sell plasma to, to make enough money to go train with this track coach in Dallas. I thought about all those moments and all the people who helped me get to that point. So it was an overwhelming feeling and no shame. I shed a, a, a couple of tears mm-hmm. on the day when I got that call from the Patriots. And so that mm-hmm. was the, the feeling that I got in that moment. Mm, I think there's something to be said about when you do accomplish whatever goal you're set out, you know, we've set before you. Mm-hmm to take a moment to reflect on everything that you had to do to get right. there. I'm very fortunate. I have a best friend who has helped me to do that because when you are hungry, when mm-hmm. you are a high achiever, you're always looking forward, but you do mm-hmm. need to take some time and reflect on what you did to get there because that right. actually helps to build your confidence to keep going. Right. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest. I didn't recognize that particular strategy for myself, because I was always that person. Okay. Freshman All-American, I proved that person wrong. Now it's moved on to the next thing. What can I do? You know, it's this on, on and on and on. And that was only for a brief second. Like, oh, I, I did all those things. And then now it's like, okay, how can I make this team? Right. And so, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I didn't get to that place until, you know, some things, you know, happened in my life. Uh, in my third year in the NFL, I didn't get to that place of like, man, I need to figure out how to take care of myself because, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL, we, there's a saying, the best ability you have is your availability. And so mm-hmm. I've adopted that in my own life because you can't make a team if you aren't mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually there, not mm-hmm. possible, mm-hmm. you know? And so I thought about it in my own life. I can't make the greatest impact possible if I'm not fully available mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually available for the people around me, 
right? Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how you kind of cultivated that health and that wellness, because I know there were days that you didn't want to get up, didn't want to go to work mm -hmm. out, didn't want to hop on the right. flight, didn't want to, you know, leave all of that. Again, this right. is part of what people don't see, those, those sacrifices. So talk to us a little bit about your mindset and what you did mentally to get through those moments that you really didn't feel like doing it. Right, for sure, for sure. Well, I, I would say, you know, a lot of athletes are really good at having the right mindset in their sport, right? But they don't recognize the mindset they have in life and how they, you know, it's almost that you, as a kid, you know, you've been trained to uh, push yourself in the hundreds and two hundreds and the weightlifting, right? And at some point in time, it's muscle memory and you don't think about it mm -hmm. anymore. And someone mm -hmm. asks you like, how, how did you do it? Well, at this point, like, dang, how did I do it? Yeah. Right? It's become so natural. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so for me on the football field, I knew skills on how to, you know, overcome rejection on how to overcome messing up on a play. But in life, that was a whole nother ball game. So it didn't just translate over directly to other stressful situations off of the field is what you're saying. No, it did mm -hmm. not. And, mm -hmm. and, but that's because uh, I didn't upgrade my software uh, <laughs> emotionally. I didn't upgrade. I upgraded my football software. Mm -hmm. Right. But I didn't upgrade my life software. You know, they come out with an iPhone one, an iPhone two, an iPhone three. But even within these iPhones, you get an update with your, your software, you know, once a month, two, two times. I was a about month, to say, whatever. and frequently too, you're right? frequently updating it. Yes. And so we have to do the same things as far as updating our software, our emotional software, how we deal with pressure, how we deal with rejection, how we deal with trauma, you know, all those things right there. And so as, as far as an athlete, you know, I was really good at, I had one superpower. I was really good at asking for help. No shame. You know, a lot of times people think they it makes them look dumb or it makes them look inadequate or they're embarrassed. Shamil had no shame. If I didn't know something, if I was struggling, I would ask for help. And that's what got me through a lot of situations. And so I I was struggling. I remember my junior year in college struggling, had one of my worst years ever. And so I asked myself two questions. How can I have a better year and who can help me have a better year? Mm -hmm. And so when I asked myself those questions right there, I started to figure out a solution. And so I reached out to uh, a sports psychologist. And so then she started to teach me strategies. And I didn't realize I had limiting beliefs about myself playing a game. I didn't realize the time my high school coach pulled me out immediately after making one mistake stuck with me for so long. I didn't remember, mm -hmm. you know, I was throwing the ball practice. I mean, throwing the ball bad in practice in high school. I didn't realize, you know, my coach throwing the ball as hard as he could at my head, you know, affected me because, you know, you just move on as a kid. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she, she allowed me to deal with those traumatic moments in my life that mm -hmm. was uh, uh, making me self-sabotage myself. Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how I have been able to uh, when it comes to the game in football, been able to move on from rejection or just difficult times is asking for help. And mm. typically when I ask for help, people have given me somewhat of the right answers and then I figure it out from there. 
Mm, I would say that probably goes down as one of the most valuable life lessons that you learned throughout your career, because a lot of people, and I am thinking men specifically, feel like asking for help is a sign of weakness. Yes. Um, but it does go across the board because even you know when I work with corporations, we ha I have to remind them it's good to ask for help. Mm -hmm. It's good to have conversation because nobody is expecting you to know everything. Right, and so right. by asking for help, you're now tapping into other people's strengths or expertise or mm -hmm. just like knowledge that you didn't have. Are mm -hmm. there any other valuable life lessons that you learned throughout your career that have impacted and, and stayed with you? Yeah, for sure. So the, the power of controlling what you can control the power of controlling what you can control and one of those is perspective choosing now the you right know this is my whole world shamil yes. <laughs> there we go there That's we good. go synergy right yeah. uh perspective is everything right if you are able to choose the right perspective in each situation you it will allow you to overcome as many obstacles as you want to overcome because you chose the right perspective, mm -hmm. right? You know, there's moments where I've seen people where I've got, I've been released and another one of my teammates been released and they looked at it as the end of the world. They looked at it as uh, the destruction of their life. And I looked at it as an opportunity for me to go home and get better on my craft. Mm -hmm. And so now guess what? He, he doesn't work out anymore. Now I'm going home and I'm finding ways to improve my game in football. And now when I get that call, I'm ready. When he gets that call, he's not ready. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I have been able to use like perspective in every facet of my life, from my business to my relationship with my kids, to family, to mm -hmm. financial loss, like just mm -hmm. every area of my life perspective is king. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it's the same, but it's not the same before my day even starts cultivating the right type of attitude that I want. You know, Sidney Portier has uh, a book of his life. And one thing he talks about is, you know, whenever you're walking with a friend, a natural thing happens. When you're walking with a friend, either they adjust to your pace or you adjust to their pace. Mm. And I think when we wake up and choose the right attitude, we dictate the pace life is going to go instead of life dictating the pace we're going to go. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things that probably has stuck with me, stuck with me the most is perspective, attitude, and asking for mm -hmm. help. I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am. But before we dive deeper, we're going to hear from one of our partners, and then we'll pick right back up where we left off. Are you ready to supercharge your life and get access to more opportunities than you've ever dreamed of? Then join me, James Whitaker, in the Win the Day Accelerator. Presented by Success, this entire eight-part program has been created to help you activate your winning life once and for all. You'll gain clarity on your goals and purpose. You'll learn how to quickly overcome challenges, and you'll get proven tips and frameworks that will deliver you big results fast in all areas of your life. So if you're ready to win, join me in the Win the Day Accelerator. To sign up, visit success.com slash WTD. 
I imagine that maybe your perspective on success and failure has evolved since your time in the NFL, because this yeah. journey of being an entrepreneur, listen, it is not for the faint of heart <laughs> at all, at all, at, yes. you know, as is any kind of big dream, right? It's mm -hmm. going to take a lot for you to stay in the game when it feels like things are always changing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not that you're always changing. It's just that you're always learning. And so you're trying to, at least for me, I know, especially early on, I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to try to catch up. And mm -hmm. once I get here, I'm like, am I still behind? So I have yeah. had to adjust my perspective on how I define success and yes. failure isn't even a thing anymore because every failure is a learned opportunity. So I am wondering how do you approach success and failure now as an entrepreneur? Right. For sure. I mean, I think you stated the, the perfect line is success is what you define it as. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't define success as, uh, from an outcome driven standpoint. I define it as from uh, uh, the effort that I put in. Right. Mm -hmm. So my daily habits, kind of the, the quote that you, you know, stated this morning, I'm not before the podcast is my habits. Mm -hmm. Like, am I executing the habits, my daily habits that I set out for myself? What is my standard? Am I living my standard? And if I'm living my standard, if I'm doing my daily habits, maybe it's not happening in the time uh, that I that I set out for. But I believe if I'm consistent, if I have the right effort and if I'm constantly evaluating myself, then it will have it's not about if it's about when. Yeah. And I don't know when that is, but yeah. it will happen at some point in time. I just need to be persistent. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, all right, well, let's talk about what life is like now as an entrepreneur. You're doing a lot of speaking. You've written some some books. You do mm -hmm. workshops. You're helping athletes, business folks. You're helping everyone as much as you can. And you were, we were talking about the 4M method that you mm -hmm. use to help these different audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think it could help our audience as well. So please break down the 4M method. Yes, for sure. So I'm a big believer in the best abilities we have. So I took it from the NFL, but I added one more. I believe the best abilities we have is adaptability and our availability, right? Our ability to adapt to any situation in our life. Are we flexible? You know, and then are we available? Are we showing up in these spaces fully present and fully available to make the greatest impact? Right. And I believe we all have special abilities, special gifts, special talents, but none of that matters if you aren't adaptable and if you aren't available. And so I talk about the four M's. I believe we're able to be adaptable. We're able to be available from the four M's. So your mission, your mindset, mastery, and maintenance. As far as the first one, I believe we have to um, understand our mission. And right. And, and in order to understand your mission, you have to do some work on yourself. And when you do work on yourself, you start to understand, OK, what do I like? What don't I like? Why do I want to accomplish this thing right here? But I think a lot of times in life and I've, I was like this for a while is we don't sit down and think about what we think about. We don't sit down and think about what we really want and why we really want that thing. And there's that famous quote, you know, people don't get burnt out because of what they do. They get burnt out because they forget why they're doing mm -hmm. what they're doing. Right. And so that's why I talk about your mission. OK, let's get back. Let's get realigned again. What is your why? What is your mission? What, what type of impact do you want to make? 
And if those are the things you want to do, like my dad always said, we have enough talkers in the world. We need more doers. Mm-hmm. What do you need to do to get back aligned mm-hmm. with those things? Right. Yeah, Cause your, your mission, mission motivates you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next one is your mindset. You know, yes, you know why, you know, the mission, you know, the goal, you know, you know, uh, uh, where you're headed, but now you need the mindset. And so I talk about, you know, your mindset because you have to develop this thing up here. You right. have to develop, you have to develop it. And if you don't, you're all, it's almost like a bungee cord. You'll run so far, you'll run, run, run. You feel like you're about to make it and you get pulled back mm-hmm. because we, we self-sabotage ourselves and we do it subconsciously. We don't, we don't do it on purpose because I don't think anyone wants to self-sabotage yourself on purpose, but mm-hmm. this happens without us even thinking about it. Yeah. It kind of becomes a default because of the patterns that we've been living into our entire mm-hmm. life. And your mindset is all about patterns. So you yes. have to change those patterns if you want to change your mindset. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And you know all about that. You, yeah, that's what you, <laughs> that's what you help people with. Right. And so for, for me, I go back to my sports psychologist. So I've had sports psychologists from my junior year of college all the way until my last year in the NFL. And so I met with someone on a regular basis. And one of the, the greatest quotes, our greatest question someone asked me was, she said, uh, Shamil, what's the worst thing that can happen if you mess up? I'm like, oh, I, maybe I get pulled out of the game. Okay, what's the worst thing? That, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen if you get pulled out of the game? Well, I probably won't be able to start anymore. Uh, I won't be able to make it to the NFL. Okay. What's the worst thing that can happen after that? Well, I don't know. I'll probably just get a job at that point. Yeah, and, and this just hit me. I was like, I'm not dying. It's not that yeah. serious. Yeah. Like, let me take the pressure off myself mm-hmm. and treat it for what it is. I'm playing a game, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we put unneeded pressure on life when it doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. right? And so I go through strategies on how can we develop our mindset? Mm -hmm. How can we be more adaptable? How can we be more flexible? How can we cultivate a strong relationship with ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a guy by the name of John Gottman, and he talks about uh, how can people have healthy relationships with their partner? Mm -hmm. Right. So he does a study. And he says he could tell basically within their study, they said they can tell if someone was going to stay together or not stay together. And it's like 80 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. And so w- with one of those things is uh, cultivating a healthy relationship with your partner, some appreciation, not being overly critical, not mm-hmm. stonewalling yourself. And I thought to myself, as I was reading this, I was like, man, why don't I like take those strategies to have a healthy relationship with someone else? And, and and develop those things for myself. So I correct. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. the because the most intimate relationship we actually have is the one that we have with ourselves. Yes. Yet we can also be our own worst enemy. Yes. Yes. I mean, I ask I ask students, I ask coaches, I ask individuals where I speak. I'm like, man, think about some of the worst things you have said to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ask them to flip it. When you do something amazing, think about the language you use towards yourself. Mm. Oh, I did good. It was okay. Yeah. Or someone tries to give you a compliment. Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you mess up, you, you, you're typically saying, I'm an effing idiot. Or, yeah, it's huge. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I encourage people to, to switch their language when they talk about uh, when they celebrate themselves. Mm-hmm. Celebrate yourself in a phenomenal way. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I guess mm-hmm. like you're celebrating your daughter or your mm-hmm. son or someone mm-hmm. else. So I talk about your mindset and then the, la- the mastery, you know, just habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Practice till you can't get it wrong. Right. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's my mindset right there with that. Mm-hmm. And then the last and the, the most important M. I believe is maintenance. Um, I believe that is the most important M because you can have the right uh, mission. You can know it. You can know your why. You can know where you're going. You can know the impact. You can have the right mindset. You can be adaptable. You can be flexible. You can be mastering the skills, right? But if you don't have a maintenance plan for yourself, mm-hmm. it won't matter because you'll burn out in three months, two months, mm-hmm. and then you have to start all the way over again. Mm-hmm. And, and no one wants to do that. So I tell everyone, develop a maintenance plan for yourself because most people, we have crisis plans. We don't deal with our health until we have a health issue. We don't deal with our relationships until we're about to get a divorce. We don't deal with family issues until a family issue falls out or someone passes away and you're like, oh, I wish I would have called him. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. And so I am a big, 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 big believer in men and women taking time one for themselves but also taking time to go to counseling mm-hmm. you know go to counseling and deal with those traumas that you had when you were 10 years old 8 years old in middle school high school i mean even recent traumas because i correlated to like almost like i connected to driving your car right when you drive your car guess what you clean it on sunday and then on monday you get out the car and you get back in the car you took the dirt from the outside world back into your car. And if you never clean up your car, I mean, some of you guys probably need to clean out your car. But if you never clean out your car, guess what? It's going to be filled with dirt. And many times we don't, you know, just like our car, we have the engine light, the brake light, the, the you know, my I have a, a light right now in my car that's telling me I need to get my sensors changed in my tires. And we have those lights going off and we ignore them. And at some point in time, if we don't deal with those things, we'll be broken down on the side of the road watching cars pass us by. Mm-hmm. And that's very mm-hmm. similar to our lives. And I encourage people to when you when you start developing a maintenance plan, uh, go create boundaries. Create boundaries for yourself, mm-hmm. create boundaries with technology, create boundaries in your relationships, create boundaries for yourself with whether it's food or uh, drinking or whatever it is, just create boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the next thing we need to do is create a morning routine and a night routine, morning Mm -hmm. routine, night routine. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of times we get caught up in these morning routines, but what allows us to have success in the next day is a night routine. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing is I'm not saying anyone has to be a CrossFit warrior, a professional athlete, but have some type of movement in your life. Yeah. Walk, walk your dog or mow your lawn, or whatever it may be. Just get some movement. The, the next thing is take time once a week, whether it is uh, with the counselor, but also with yourself to check with your five F's. And, and that's your family, your faith, 
and faith, whatever you believe in, whether that if you even if you don't believe in anything, where is your optimism level? Mm -hmm. Right. And then your fitness, your mental fitness, your physical fitness, your finances, and then your field, your career field. Check on those things and rate it one to ten. And if it's a nine, OK, how can you just get it better to how can you get it to a nine point one, nine point two? Just a little bit. Right. And if you continually check on those F's, you will start to realize your life will be uh, in. in balance it'll be uh you'll be poised and, and at peace with mm -hmm. where you're going right and you'll have a solid maintenance plan <laughs> Boom, right <laughs> and then the last one is being community yeah. uh i think in the world that we're living in right now is you know is uh social media and mm -hmm. zoom is a big thing now but mm -hmm. figure out your tribe and get around people feel their love have people pour into you because a lot of times we pour into other people mm -hmm. and at some point in time you pour and pour and pour you won't have anything else to pour into someone mm -hmm. else so pour into yourself and, and if you create this maintenance plan if you actually apply it and do it you'll start to recognize you're on track with your mission you you have the right mindset you're mastering the daily skills mm -hmm. and guess what you only needed four or five days to play your sad songs instead of three months, yeah. six months, mm -hmm. eight months. And now the people around you are impacted in a positive way instead of a negative way because you only gave them about 20, 30, 40 percent of who you are. Now you're able to give them 80 percent, 90 percent, 100 percent. I love That's my that. philosophy right there. And I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm just saying it's my way. And if you. <laughs> guys find value in that i encourage you to try it out oh my gosh well i hope that our listeners were taking notes because you dropped a lot of gems in that and i have to say you know when you talk about and you break it down to these very simplistic ways that we can take care of ourselves and and show up wholly show up as our full self so that we can mm -hmm. live out whatever our gifts are i mean you've really broken it down into ways that people can start to do something today so i hope our listeners are taking those so that they start something today and not just so that it's in their notebook with everything else that they're learning here in the details Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> well shamil thank you so so much i have to say i started off the conversation saying you transitioned to life after you know professional athlete really well and you have you've transitioned really, really well, because these learning points are going to help change so many lives, not just athletes, but yeah. certainly individuals from all walks of life. So thank you so much for leaning into your gifts, for sharing your life experiences and for helping others to reach their full potential as well. You're absolutely walking into the space that you are meant to serve. Well, thank you. And the old me back in the day would have been like, oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. I really appreciate you pouring into <laughs> me and I receive uh, your words and um, instead of dismissing them, I, mm -hmm. I will receive them. I really appreciate you and I appreciate the platform uh, that you have given me and the platform that you've given, you know, many. So uh, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I'm, I'm working on that, too. It's part of my personal growth plan is receiving and yes. just saying thank you. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, we'll make sure that links to your website, also your book and any other goodies that you have, we will make sure it's all in the show notes for our listeners. And again, Shamil, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcasts.